It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. I'm going to start by saying I fully suspect that this article, that or this, this episode will receive close to a million listens and it will be torn down very quickly. So please, please, please. Pay close attention. This day, I want to talk to you about something, and I'm not going to say who it was, but a very dear friend of mine sent an article to me, and her description of this article was cringeworthy. And I went ahead and read the article, and oh my goodness, I could not agree more with her assessment. This is just really getting out of hand. The world is being filled with things that are being politicized and things that are being put in a certain way or a certain mindset because of the way they're they're being implemented or the way things are happening. And I totally get it. And I want to be the first to say that I'm a firm believer in diversity and inclusiveness and in getting people to the table to have meaningful conversations and to use powerful questions and good techniques to create environments of psychological safety. I'm all about these things. In fact, I teach these things in every single one of my Agile courses. Yet, this article talks about Agile promoting sexism, racism, burnout, and micromanagement. What? Now, while I might, if it said in isolated incidents, these things happen... I 100% agree. I get it. I don't necessarily think that it's the norm for these things to be a crisis. Uh, And and I certainly don't think that we can blame them all on business agility, right? I think what we're going to quickly discover is that this this is just a whack article, but here we go. So uh, it starts off with a quote from a professor, and it says, Exercise and surveillance. And it talks about different things that people talk about and weigh in on and how people lean on the Agile Manifesto for so many things. And then it points out, and here's a quote, Agile has played a role in creating a work culture that is increasingly revealed to be toxic for women, people of color, and members of gender minority groups. The authors of the Agile Manifesto were all white men who had not spent much time in the workplace where they composed a minority. Let's stop right there. This this sentence just frustrates me right out of the gate. (laughs) Agile, if anything, creates an environment of psychological safety. Even my company, Agile Dad, the majority of our coaches are women. How about this? I'll go even further. Not only are they women... But most of the people who work for my company are people of different ethnicities and minority groups. I have more people who step up to the table that fit the outer culture, the outer ring, than the white male ring. In fact, I think in the entire company, there are two white males, which is really, really interesting. So, so I, don't, I don't get where this is going. I think that if Agile is applied correctly, it has nothing to do with the color of one's skin or which gender or... Or, or who they love or who they worship. None of those things should matter. We should look for people who are the most qualified. Now, the authors at Agile Manifesto were white men. Okay. If you look on the surface of the picture, they all appear to be Caucasian men. 
I'll give you that. But the next sentence, who had not spent much time in a workplace where they composed a minority, (laughs) I know for a fact that's not true. I'm personal friends with many, with a handful of the people who were in the room when the Agile Manifesto was written back in February of 2001. And what I can tell you is that this group did work in organizations where they were the minority. They did work in organizations where they weren't the the, the loudest voice in a room. And 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 they 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 certainly embraced and worked hard to share culture all over the world. In fact, I'm very dear friends with one of the authors of the Agile Manifesto, and I know for certain that he's been all over the world promoting Agile, even in in far-off lands and Central and South America and Africa and Europe and other places. And I think that a lot of the people who are in positions where they have, have leveraged experience that are or could qualify as white males have gone out of their way to eliminate heavy bureaucracy and hierarchy and and reduce documentation and help people understand that every idea should come to the table and be valued and that everything is important. And this person twisted it and said, uh, by eliminating bureaucracy, hierarchy, and documentation, while it feels great, it, it is great until you're the person who needs those rules for protection. Okay. The people who write these types of articles are typically the people who are screaming the other way, you know, the opposite direction, saying, you know, I shouldn't have these rules imposed on me, blah, 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 blah. So it's so interesting that this person tries to point out that the Agile Manifesto was created by a bunch of insensitive white guys who are only worried about the bottom line, because that's not, it couldn't be any further from the truth. The people who created this we're trying to create a work environment where people could have hope and promise and people could hear have their voices heard and people could gather together and coordinate and be on the same page. Uh, you know, he goes on to describe daily standups as an exercise in surveillance with pressure for every worker to justify their worth. Oh my goodness. If that's what your daily standup is, you're doing agile wrong, my friend. And I just, I knew that this was going to frustrate me, but I had no idea how much. This is just a hell-bent article. It's, it's so incorrect that it's hurting my heart. Uh, so he talks about opinions from outside people, and he goes on to say, building complex software has become a social problem. Agile, Agile is patronizing and anxiety-inducing the degree of which a function of the technical and social abilities of the project manager, scrum master, whatever, leaders with strong technical chops and high emotional intelligence exist, but are rare. I would argue if that's rare for you, then you have other issues. There's culture issues that are making this not possible. Similarly, this is why I don't believe the full uh, egalitarian group of engineers would work either uh, inevitably a de facto leader will emerge. Okay. You know, that's, you're always going to have someone who steps up at different times to help be effective. And this person doesn't have to be the loudest in a room. It's just the person with the most experience building whatever you're trying to build. It, it doesn't, agile doesn't mean eliminate all hierarchy at any cost and shoot people on site. This isn't squid games, right? 
I think that, you know, there's, there's too much read into this because if it's anxiety inducing and patronizing and all those things you described, once again, I think it's just a poor implementation of agile. Uh, here's another one. This person said it's a train wreck. I'm quitting my current job as a product engineer for a provider because they thought it was a good idea to make us work agile. Sure, we're planable for 40, 60% of our work week, but the problem is planning at 40% is quite hard when daily business interrupts every plan you have. You have to be able to pivot. You have to be able to adjust. But if you have daily interruptions, that brings up a different problem. That means that you are not protecting the team and that you have weak coaches or weak scrum masters that are allowing people to get interrupted and context switch and burn out. Here's another one. He said, we went from being agile to implementing agile. Uh, it wasn't a big deal for us to start out with flawed requirements because we could iterate quickly towards a workable solution. Overall, it was a pretty agile way of working. Although nobody thought of it like that, it was just a natural thing to do. Then the world changed and things were introduced in the name of becoming agile and practicing continuous improvement, Kaizen, like safe and spice and scrum. And he goes on and on. As a result, those quick and efficient iterations aren't officially allowed anymore. Everything needs to be planned and documented and tracked in JIRA and reviewed. And okay, once again, this has become micromanagement. Every single one of these cases so far point towards problems with psychological safety and culture, not problems with the agile. Uh, waterfall by another name, chaos, crappy code, cost overruns, etc. In the church of agile, it's being corrupted from within by institutional forces that can adapt to racial humanity of collaborative, self-organizing, cross-functional teams. Agile was never supposed to be this way. So finally, someone who kind of gets it. Agile is supposed to be centered on people, not processes, but many businesses instead prioritize controlling the commodity of human resources. I always say if you have a choice between focusing on reorganizing people or focusing on reorganizing work, you should always lean on the work and not the people. Because if you organize work in such a way that it's easily consumable, the people can come to the work and consume it. So, so far, that's the first one that makes sense. Uh, beware of zealotry. Anything larger than a developer can do it in two weeks is feasible. Or anything larger than a developer can do it in two weeks is infeasible. One of the problems people are having is breaking down work into small enough chunks. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, uh, waterfall is bad and generalized from large, detailed, inflexible architecture with no feedback loops is bad. Uh, once again, I think I agree with this poster. They're trying to twist it into something being wrong with Agile, which is really interesting. People over process. This person goes on to say, it just doesn't work that way in my organization. Process rules. Engineers' autonomy is being taken away. Look at Boeing. Uh, as in other walks of life, right? You have to plan for the whole project up front. You know, you can't, you have to plan for the whole sprint. You can't just plan for a feature set and then hope that the next feature set connects. Uh, meanwhile, I think we can all agree the product manager's fault. It's a product manager's fault. Uh, I've never seen one that could really guide a project from start to finish. Okay, I'm just going to stop here. This, this article just goes on and on and on. And I have three observations that I want to make. The first observation. I have been doing, well, I, Agile Dad is a company. We have been doing a ton of work with uh, a couple of groups. One's called the Agile Advisor Africa where they focus on Western Africa, uh, Egypt, and a couple of other places where we are working really, really hard to help the African community embrace Agile and understand Agile 
so that they can have some of the benefits. And one of the things that I've discovered is that their love for each other and their love for progression and their love for doing things in a way that's easier, you know, finding a simpler way, an easier way to do things, an innovative way, that community is going to accelerate faster than any other community. In line with that, the current fastest growing community in Agile is in India. So if you think about it from those two perspectives, I would argue that more dark-skinned people are embracing, loving, and doing Agile than light-skinned people by, by a tenfold, right? Two, I think that every single one of these problems listed here have to do with culture more than anything else. Creating a culture of psychological safety and a culture where radical candor communication rules is so critical, or else you're going to wind up with a whole bunch of people whining and doing things like this. This was just an incredible fail on, on my account, this article. And three, when it hurts your heart, never look for ways to criticize the writer, but look for ways to help them improve. If you're the article, if you're the author of this article and you want to reach out to me, I extend a free invitation for you to come and meet with me for 30 minutes to an hour so that we can talk through and help you understand how to really look at these, these inconsistencies and build and find better ways. Because what I can tell you is if we all work together instead of complaining about the problem, we can solve 90% of this with just some minor cultural changes. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Tell your friends about this one. Until next time, do take care.